Yeah. I'm back, bitch. YSP. It's safe to say, it ain't safe to say. But I'm about to say a whole lot. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Flavoring Your Ear, hosted by none other than your boy, Mac Drew. Baby, bringing you guys another episode 26 of Flavoring Your Ear. That's F-L-A-V-R in your ear top, man. And we kicking it to you guys like that, man. As the product grows, man, the foundation gets stronger, the quality gets better, the conversations increase. And it's an exciting thing. But we're not going to dwell on that too much. We have an amazing episode 25 where I talk about Gary Webb, a true journalist that lived and reported some very incredible stuff that was before his time. And then before that, we have episode 24 with me and my boy Diego. And we're talking about sneaker culture. And we have a lot more in store in the future. So if you haven't already, go check out those previous episodes. And while you at it, Feel free to hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend, whether you on Apple, Spotify, Google Playlist, Breaker, any of those. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend, and then go and tune in with the IG if you haven't already. Follow the Instagram. That's the best way that you can keep up with the podcast and know when a new episode drops. So I would highly encourage anybody to check out the IG. That's Flavor, F-L-A-V-R, in your ear on IG. And feel free to send comments to the Flavor in Your Ear Gmail. And then we also have a YouTube page. But look, we have a dope episode. I have a dope topic that just recently dropped. Um, it came out a few days ago or about a week ago. And so we're just going to break it down for you guys one time. So let's get straight into the episode, man. We're here to have a good time, good vibes, good energy. And while you at it, if you in the car, man, anywhere you are, if you listening to this and you got that beat drop, I expect you to freestyle. Straight up. I don't just let this shit play for 30 seconds when y'all not freestyling. Don't give me that Benny the Butcher flow one time, nigga, and let's get into the episode. Nope. First of all, before I even start the episode, shout out to Paul Pierce, Inglewood legend, Celtics legend, ESPN legend, man. They didn't, they couldn't hold my boy down too long. My guy got fired for just having a good time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he bounced back because that's what we do. That's what Inglewood niggas do. Just bounce back, land on our feet every single time. But yeah, let's get to the episode. Our episode isn't too far gone from what Paul Pierce. Just because we're talking about weed a little bit on this. So yeah. To go into the episode, right? We're gonna use the car strategy. So concept, action, response, right? So the concept of this topic, of this episode, rather, is that the FDA is moving to ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars. Right? So I don't smoke cigarettes, but when I heard flavored cigars, that hit home. That that hit home. That hit home. So let's break it down a little bit. So the action. The FDA is working towards issuing a proposed product standards within the next year to ban 
menthol as a characterizing flavor in cigarettes and banned all characterizing flavors, including menthol in cigars. With these actions, the FDA will help significantly reduce youth initiation, increase the chances of smoking cessations among the current smokers, and address health disparities experienced by communities of color, low-income populations, LGBTQ plus individuals, all of whom are more likely to use these tobacco products. With the belief that these actions will launch us in a trajectory towards ending tobacco-related disease and death in the United States. So, just to give a few more stats, nearly 74% of youth ages 12 to 17 who use cigars say that they smoke cigars because they come in flavors that they enjoy. Among youth who have ever tried a cigar, 68% of the Cigarello users and 56% of the filtered cigar users report that their first cigar was a flavored product. I don't know how they remember that. Moreover, in 2020, more young people tried a cigar every day than tried a cigarette. Let me say that again. Moreover, in 2020, more young people tried a cigar every day than tried a cigarette. That just means there's more marijuana smokers in today than cigarette smokers. Um, the regulations would only apply to manufacturers, distributors, retailers, wholesalers, and importers so that the product would never make it to the market. The agency cannot take action against individuals who possess or use menthol tobacco products. So let me say that one more time. The agency cannot take action against individuals who, who would possess or use menthol tobacco products. And they go on to say that banning menthol is the last allowable flavor in cigarettes and banning all flavors in cigars will help save lives, particularly among those who are disproportionately affected by those daily products, AKA black people. And just to throw out another stat, black smokers are nearly 85% of whom who smoke menthols. By contrast, only 30% of white smokers and 35% of Hispanic smokers choose menthol-flavored varieties. So, this is, a, I would say, a regulation, a ban that is meant from their, from their side. Because I'm going to come at this with two angles, you know, but it's saying that this is put towards healthy quality amongst black smokers, right? Because they're saying that we're the main ones affected by this, statistically speaking. So when we break down the responses to this banning or to this, um, I guess you would call it a new law or a law that's a bill that might be coming into effect. It hasn't passed and nothing is official. And I'm sure that the tobacco companies will, you know, fight this, of course, because it's going to affect their profits, revenue, and some more. But look, let's get into the responses, right? From the FDA's side of the ban, they believe that this ban is meant to promote health equality. You know, so I went over the stats of how disproportionately black people smoke flavored cigars and mainly um, menthol cigarettes. One study suggests that banning menthol cigarettes in the United States will 
lead to an additional 923,000 smokers to quit, including 230,000 African Americans within the first 13 to 17 months after the ban goes into effect. An earlier study projected that about 633 deaths would be averted, including the 237 deaths, 237,000 deaths averted for African Americans. So that's one side, right? That the whole purpose of this banning is to promote health equality, in which they feel that we, as Black people, continue to choose. Um, to smoke the the most unhealthy product that there is in comparison to our counterparts. And they believe there's reasoning for that. You know, I read into the article and I didn't talk about it in those stats that I just read, but they, you know, black people were like, these things were marketed towards us initially until there was a ban on marketing tobacco products. That's why we don't see tobacco products on TV and whatnot. So to the contrary, of this banning, I'm gonna give you all this angle. Some may say that this is another way to over police black people, straight up. Another reason just to police our ass and stop us from enjoying our medicine. <laughs> More to the point, wouldn't the menthol ban give authorities a new reason to target the average black person who is minding his or her business and just smoking a regular cigarette? And then they would get onto them for alleged illicit activity, all while making sure that the average white smoker isn't suspected of doing the same. Question mark. So that's a contrary um, angle at it, right? Where you can look at this as this is just another reason to get on our ass. So that's one response. I gave y'all the, the FDA's um, standpoint on it. And then I gave y'all somebody who's um, a contrarian to it. So now I'm going to give you guys my response and pretty much with my response, I'm skeptical, you know, um, definitely, I definitely think it's another way to over police black people. However, I do lean on the side of this is better for us than not. And I'll break that down. But um, <laughs> personally, when it comes to over policing black people, I definitely feel that there is a gray area to this, even though it is stated that it's not supposed to affect the individual smoker. It's mostly supposed to affect how these tobacco products hit the market. You know, so maybe your bodega, your local bodega would be more likely to run into issues than the individual. However, it's just like, to me, that's, that's when it goes back into our last argument with the last episode where I was just saying, if we were to take marijuana from being a schedule one substance, you know, because the hardest thing for me, I like, I've always, I've never been a fan of tobacco products. I've always wanted to put my health first, but I enjoy smoking. Um, but that's always been tough because it's like, we don't, being that it's a schedule one substance, we're not allowed to do research into this. So we don't know the long-term effects of smoking weed. Obviously, it's not smoking cigarettes, and we're obviously taking the tobacco out of the wrappers. But these wrappers are still very highly toxic, and we don't really know the long-term effects of that. We're just kind of going off of chance, I would say. So my thing is, like, for them to come out and say that they're looking out for our best interests, I just feel that truly looking out for our best interests you would have stopped allowing something that is not harmful 
and not have it be a schedule one drug i don't know what joe biden's stance is on it or who's fighting for it or you know i know there's some bills and that are looking to be passed and whatnot but it's still a very partisan issue um republicans tend to vote a certain way while democrats vote another way and this should be a nonpartisan issue but it's not however i just feel that if this was coming into effect where we're getting rid of the stigma of marijuana and we're also promoting a healthier way of living then that's i'm 100 percent for that but being that they're not doing that they're only just still it's still illegal and you still have reason to lock us up for that at least in the south but yet you're worried about how we're smoking it it does feel like over policing however i will say this i've been smoking joints for many years now um personally i mean i'm not someone to turn down a a blunt or a backwood you know if if i'm with somebody else but i'm not gonna take it upon myself to just go out and buy that shit i save money by buying drugs and to me it's a cleaner way of smoking Wiz khalifa and currency been promoting that since the jump and i think it's a good thing um and somehow somehow some way rappers have made it uh made backwoods cool you know and backwoods are cool it's something too when you got the homie you like yo roll that wood up you know what i mean um I've been telling people recently, like, I'd rather you roll up the wood than a, than a blunt, you know, but I was curious in my own life, wondering, was that worse for us? Because we all know the first time we hit a wood, and that shit went straight to your head, <laughs> and that shit was harsh as hell, and now it's kind of like you done smoked it enough where it's, it's become normal, so you gotta put yourself back in that place where it's your first time smoking, and then, of course, that shit's worse than the average blunt, of course it is. It's only right. Um, but rappers, like, they tend to do promote the things that will destroy us rather than build our community. <laughs> and that's not every rapper. I'm not trying to diss nobody. But um, sometimes I do be feeling like rappers are the parasites to our community. <laughs> like it or love it. But I think in 2020, a lot of change is coming. There's new way we're learning about how to eat healthier we're learning how to manage our money in healthier ways and now different things are coming out telling us how to smoke healthier and i think we do need to embrace as new as new knowledge as new research does come out when it comes to just marijuana smoking and just smoking in general i think we should embrace these type of things and ultimately i do hope that one day i completely cut out smoking altogether and just stick to edibles if i could have edit like like weed butter in every meal i eat and just like things that i drink and stuff like i wouldn't need to smoke but you know smoking brings that bond between people like you be with your shorty and y'all doing your thing like y'all bonding you be with the homies and y'all watching y'all watching the canelo fight bonding you with your homegirl or something, you know what I mean? She pull up, she's like, yo, I got some weed on me, I got a thing, I got a, I got a J on me, come on, let's do it. Those are fun. Those are, those are nice moments. So, I get it. I get it. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do or how to feel, but I do believe that if they were really looking in our best interest, they would be working to get rid of the stigma of marijuana in general and you know and then embrace cleaner ways to smoke but it's like you're skipping you're just like running over it 
like the main problem like it's a road bump like it's a road bump and i do take issue to that but you know i do embrace what they're trying to do as far as cleaner smoking so that's just my response on that that's my take on that i am curious to know what anybody else would think about that so feel free to like send your responses to either the email at flavor your ear at gmail or to like hop in the comment section when we do promote this episode and give me your opinion on it do you think that we're over policing do we think that we should embrace this change and if you're like me and you feel that they're skipping over the main issue then you can always go to mpp.org and try to encourage your local senator to either decriminalize um, embrace legalization um, and recreation and or either embrace medicinal so that's that this is episode 26 of flavoring your ear i'm your boy mac drew wop and i had a great time and i hope you guys enjoyed yourself as well so we're gonna kick it like that just have fun today man have a good time like like paul pierce said man let's bring that back one time hey are we having a good time you know what i'm saying Smoke clean, put the backwoods down, or enjoy them while you got them now because they're leaving in 2022. So enjoy while you have it now, but embrace the cleaner way of smoking, everybody. Let's get it. Dirty to play it safe, I stay out the way Niggas get stuck in their ways, hey I know it's okay, but one day You the big dog, you the shot call The tick off, the pill give a nigga withdrawals But the only thing I owe you on is money The proof is in the pudding, she's nothing more than the cum rag So sad, you, you don't know the steps to get your hoe back She digging my style, she wanna give me clarity TTG when they come to get a check, right? You better not hesitate, bitch, complete the mission, ho Commission if you do that shit with a smile. I hit a lick and I was smiling all the way home. But it's been a long day, been a long week, and we gon' fucking beat by any means. Shoot any-